the apostle, I believe, is critical to the expansion of the kingdom, the establishment of new churches, and the raising up of pastoral leadership within those churches. This is To the Ends of the Earth podcast. Welcome to the Ends of the Earth podcast, where we wrestle with the question, what is it going to take to complete the Great Commission in our generation? We are your hosts. I'm Baron Muga. And I'm Joey Gordy. Uh, most of you out there probably don't realize this, but this is the first time that Baron and I have actually been in the same room during this podcast. So this should be an exciting experience for us. And this week, Baron, I kind of want to focus, at least have a dialogue if we can, about the ongoing role of the Apostle. Now, I know some of our listeners are probably already wondering or have some red flags about this word apostle and how could that possibly be ongoing. So let me set some ground rules so uh, people will be a little bit more clear on what we're talking about. When I refer to the role of the apostle, I'm not really referring to the 12 apostles um, or the apostle Paul. In a sense, those um, are locked in history and you know, sometimes in English we would say capital letter uh, A because uh, those handpicked by Jesus and they were with Jesus. Um, so I believe that uh, these are that's a distinct group of people. And we, we see that uh, there was 12 originally picked by Jesus. And then later on, when Judas commits suicide, then Matthias is picked. And then, of course, Paul. I am, however, wanting to discuss the ongoing role and that role through the church and how it continues. Yeah, Joey, that's a very good introduction. And when we think about this, a lot of times people immediately think about the fact, well, they're still apostles today and so on and so forth. I think the Bible clearly does not state anywhere explicitly that that role has ceased. So I think it would behoove us to, to look more deeper into this and to dig into scriptures because, um, for example, let's jump right into Ephesians chapter 4 from verse 11 to 12. It says, And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to build up the body of Christ. And so we see here that, you know, this is something that has been given to the church. For example, we learn from Acts 14.4 where Barnabas is there with Paul and in that scripture, clearly Barnabas is being considered an apostle along with Paul. So um, just the idea that this role still exists today, I think is, is very biblical and is something that we are going to be talking about today. So maybe we can talk about some examples, Joey. Yeah, good. And so there's obviously the, the, the noun apostle, and that's like we've just mentioned, the, the original 12 or 13 plus Paul. And then, of course, we've seen, like you said, from Acts 14, 14, Apollos fits that. Then you have those who are sent out. That's the same verb in Greek. So the verb comes from the noun. Um, so the 70 from Luke 10. And um, then we have mention of around 11 others in the New Testament. And some of these are a little controversial because we don't quite have the full meaning of the Greek. It could go either way. But examples, um, Apollos uh, from 1 Corinthians 4. And then uh, Epaphroditus, uh, this is usually translated as messenger, but it's the same Greek root. Uh, and that's from Philippians 2.25. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of others. Um, think of James, the Lord's brother. We see in Galatians 1.19, I think it says, but I do not see any other of the apostles except James, the Lord's brother. So just from the verbiage there, James is being considered an apostle. And then we talked about Barnabas earlier in Acts 14, I think in verse 4, you see the mention of that. And later on in verse 14, Paul clearly refers to himself and Barnabas as being apostles. So uh, those are some two. Which others can you think of, Joey? Well, I'm just thinking through Romans 16, 7. And this is where it gets a little dicey because we have Andronicus and Junia. And uh, depending on the translation you're reading, it uh, it could take a, a different interpretation, right? So uh, some translations count them among the apostles, and some translations say that they are noteworthy by or noted by the apostles. And so either they were apostles and considered that, or the apostles looked upon them and saw them as important people within the context of of this uh, this church. So could go either way. Then, of course, you have Titus. It's translated in uh, 2 Corinthians 8.23. And it's not just Titus. There's this mysterious other brother. We don't have a name for this guy. We're not sure exactly who he is. But Paul calls him and Titus together apostles, messengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we also have uh, Timothy. Uh, I think in 1 Thessalonians, we see clearly there where he's talking about Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy are being referred to as apostles there. And in the same uh, section, you know, Silas, sometimes referred to as Silvanus, is considered as one of the apostles. So uh, we're already seeing quite a few examples, Jerry. Yeah. Um, just just kind of like a, a few key points on this. Uh, like you read in Ephesians 4, these gifts, if you will, or these roles are given to the church for a purpose. They're not just, um, you know, like a spiritual gift in a sense for an individual, but these are specifically given for roles within the church. Right. Um, And when you think about it deeper, in in Ephesians 4.12, it says these roles were given to equip the church, to equip the people of the church. So that even goes back to our original premise that uh, there's no reason to believe these roles have ceased. In fact, uh, these roles are mentioned right alongside other roles that we affirm, like the pastor, the teacher. So there's no reason to think that the evangelist, which we also consider a very current role, is no different from a prophet and even an apostle. So we are making the case that um, we should be thinking about this as a role that exists within our church. So why are we having this conversation, right? What's the big deal about this? And I think in order to fully understand the or get a grasp on the Great Commission and how to engage in the Great Commission, I think it's imperative to understand uh, the distinctions of these different roles. I mean, in a simplified way, the apostles, the prophets and evangelists are sort of that they, they exist to expand the kingdom, whereas the pastors and teachers exist to strengthen the local church. So if you can think of it, uh, the apostles, prophets, evangelists uh, expand and the pastors, teachers, or shepherds, teachers go deep. Now, all of these roles are important. We're not here highlighting one over the other, but just trying to reclaim the importance of those that actually take the gospel further. 
Yeah. And, you know, as we look around churches, right, uh, the question comes, okay, we, we, we see churches and we have the pastor, we have people who are teachers. Uh, so how often do we talk about the evangelist? How often do we talk about the apostle or even the prophet? Granted, uh, we hear apostle, especially, Joey, in our context quite a bit. And what we are talking about is apostle in the biblical sense of the role, not just a title that people want to wear around and elevate themselves above everybody else. So that's not what we are talking about. And I think that's what really makes people nervous in terms of how it has been misused historically and even in contemporary circles. But what we are talking about is the role of the individual who has been called of God in a particular church community to help that church expand even beyond their location, even beyond their borders to peoples, even maybe who haven't heard the gospel. So that is what we're talking about. And in that sense, how often do we hear of a biblical example of somebody fulfilling the apostolic role? And I think that is what we are advocating for. We want to reclaim the biblical sense in which that role should be spoken of and even identified within our church context. Yeah, exactly. We are advocating for return to biblical language. And, um, you know, it's like I said to you just early before we started this, we look at um, the, the abuses of, let's say, the word marriage in my home context. And we don't throw the word out just because someone has claimed it to mean a man marrying a man or a woman marrying a, a woman or what have you. In fact, I believe that that's a God-given special thing, marriage. So we want to reclaim that and make sure that we are uh, we go back to the roots of, of Scripture on that. And the same is true with the apostolic gift. We, we want to go back. And really, an apostle, simply put, is a messenger or one who is sent out with a message. It's someone who is, like Paul said, compelled not to build on another man's foundation. Like the apostle, I believe, is critical to the expansion of the kingdom, the establishment of new churches, and the raising up of pastoral leadership within those churches. Again, let's go back to the question, how often do we hear about the role of apostle? I mean, seldom, right? But Paul says that Christ has given them to the church. And I'm assuming, you know, at this point, Christ has given this to every church. So how do we find them? How do we equip them for the works of service? Yeah, uh, Joey, first, I think, you know, just on a, on a very foundational level, we need to acknowledge this as a legitimate role in the church for the expansion of the kingdom and for the health of churches. I think we need to uh, biblically affirm this role in, in the way that we are trying to speak of it now, not in the, the way of, of just titles, but in the biblical sense of somebody called of God and placed in a church for the purposes of expanding the reach of the gospel and for the purposes of the health of that church. Yeah. Second, I would say we need to keep our eyes and ears open as church leaders, as ministry leaders for people in our churches or ministries who seem restless and anxious. And they, they have this maybe uh, dormant sense uh, that they just want to be out spreading the kingdom. Yeah. Uh, third, I think we need to develop a training program. I mean, some of these things uh, you may have somebody who has a desire, the interest, and, and the passion, but they just need some help, some, some direction, some affirmation. And so I think it would be good to have or develop a training program that nurtures apostolic people uh, to lead the church in taking the gospel you know, to places where it hasn't reached, to new people groups, and to just basically expand 
uh, the kingdom's reach. So I think I think a training program would be a good third step. Yeah, Baron, would you say a training program kind of like the one we're developing here? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> okay, yes. Yes. we'll just put that plug in there for the African Center for Global Mission. Uh, let me just add one more to the list there, and I'd say I think it would be helpful to have seasoned. Uh, apostolic leaders, people who have been in that ministry for some time, to maybe equip and train uh, pastors, existing pastors and networks of pastors, just to help them understand the nuances and the importance of sort of finding and engendering this role within the church for the expansion. Um, I think that could be could be key. Yeah. Um, so, Joey, someone is listening and hearing and mulling over the case we're making about the apostolic role and you know, just like you said earlier, I recognize there may be a nervousness, you know, about this, given that, you know, this term or this title has been misused, you know, especially in our context, you'll find, you know, somebody starts a church, you know, three, six months later, they're calling themselves an apostle. So um, I think we should acknowledge that tension that we have based on the fact that we have a title or a word that is biblical, but that has taken a totally different meaning. And so there is a, a nervousness about, you know, trying to say that this is the way we should be going. But at the same time, I think based on just what you said, our mistakes, theological or otherwise, shouldn't take us away from reclaiming biblical definitions and categories. And so I think that we should still go this direction based on the Bible. So maybe what are the words you have for us, Joey, before we sign off? I mean, just a reminder that the whole goal of this entire podcast project that we've started is to wrestle with what it's going to take to complete the Great Commission in our generation. As we dig deeper into that particular question, one valuable answer we see in Scripture is the ongoing role of apostolic ministry. I mean, without the apostolic ministry, the church tends to become more inward focused, more inward looking, and perhaps at the danger, at the risk of losing sight of the lost and expanding. And to our listeners from various church backgrounds and in various countries around the world, let me ask, are you praying for apostolic leaders to rise up from within your church for the sake of kingdom expansion? Do you know how to spot those leaders as they emerge? And when you do, how are you and your church going to equip such leaders? Amen. I think that's a, a great place to, to end it. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any thoughts, please feel free to interact with us either through Facebook or Twitter with the African Center for Global Mission page. Mm-hmm.